Welcome to Happily Ever After podcast, where connection, personal growth, and intimacy take center stage. Join us as we explore fresh, engaging, and empowering insights on building a strong, vibrant relationship with your partner. Get ready to discover new ways to grow together and celebrate the unique journey of love and personal development. Are you ready to unlock the secrets to a fulfilling and authentic happily ever after? Welcome back to another new episode of the Happily Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Tahira Young, and today I have a new special co-host, Jonathan, and welcome, Jonathan. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good. So let us, let our listeners know who you are and what is intriguing that you want to talk about today. Uh, My name is Jonathan Mayo. I'm from North Carolina, uh, and I... I want to talk about uh, men's mental health and uh, relationships and how we show up and our emotions and uh, how we how we feel as men and um, looking at it from both sides, from the men point of view and helping the ladies out, like how to, you know, deal with your man and his emotions and how he show up and, and just a different perspective, like on what that looks like um, from the mental health side, but also just being a man in general. And him just showing up differently and 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 looking at it from a, a a healing man on his journey and how he shows up, how he talks, how he expresses himself, but also him being the best version of himself. And uh, I'm a affirmation and affirmation coach and a um, emotional growth coach. So I just help women and men, but mainly men, to uh, navigate through their emotions so they can be the best version of themselves but also help women too, to help when they have emotions coming into a relationship and how to kind of navigate through them so they can know how to talk and deal with their, their significant other, whether they're married or dating, just help them navigate um, through the relationship, dealing with their own emotions and how they can be aware of this. So, so yeah, that's what I mean. Nice. I love that. That's very interesting. And this is definitely a, a really good topic. Um, because I was just talking about mental health for women not too long ago on the podcast. And mm-hmm. um, I said, you know, I need to have like a man's perspective on mental health. And what does that look like, you know, when you both have it at the same time, um, mm-hmm. how to navigate through that, through their relationship together, and how to kind of be their support system for one another. So this is a perfect mm-hmm. topic. And I thought, you know, you're definitely the expertise in this for the men's side. <laughs> and um, yeah. it is it's unique because I'm a couples coach and I do a little bit differently, but we I do have the same concept. Um, but it's for the couple of themselves, how to navigate through um, the challenges that they face when it comes to mm-hmm. mental health, when it comes to their emotions, when it comes to their painful uh, lifestyle that they've had for however many years before they even got together, how it is now mm-hmm. in their relationship. So it is a really good concept mm-hmm. that we both are doing it in different ways, but the same concept, the concept wow. is still the same. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 Yes. 
All right. So I'm I'm intrigued because I want to know. Uh, my partner is definitely has had his fair shares of mental health for right. sure. Um, we have definitely had it together at one point in time. So I kind of want to know, like, from your perspective, the man's perspective, what does that look like for a man when they when they are in um when they do come from a mental health um standpoint and then how can how can a man kind of overcome it okay um yeah when a man is going through his mental health phase um cuz we as men we never had safe spaces i'm gonna say that so whether it's from society to in our relationship or even with each other with men so mm-hmm. We, we we need to have a safe space so we can be able to in our feelings, our emotions. It's kind of like an airplane. What we do is we have a we have an airplane. We're in the air and we're supposed to land our feelings. Whether it's I feel sad today, I feel angry, I feel upset, I feel the way I feel, um, and I want to be able to have a safe space to land my feelings. But sometimes we'll go, we'll land at we're going in on the on the runway, but that runway ain't looking right. So instead of us going to land it, we just keep flying. And now we just we just fly without no gas. We just on each empty. You know? And then, right. then at the then at the same time, we get in spaces in relationship with our significant others, whatever that is. As men, we want to express ourselves, but it's like when we express ourselves, it comes off either when we're angry, mad, or upset. It comes off as aggressive, but it's not that we're aggressive. It's just a little boy inside of this hurting. That's the main thing. Yeah. And he wants to speak out. He wants to cry. But also, too, um, when we're sharing this emotion, it's like we don't feel seen and heard in that moment. So when we're going through that moment, it's like we need somebody to listen to us, really observe us as, as while we're going through it and not telling us, like, you're not supposed to feel like that. You're not supposed to um you're not supposed to cry about that because it hurt um this is like an example with my um my mother um I was talking to her and I was we was just navigating through stuff so I told her I said um how was it with your dad how how does that look like with your relationship with your dad she was like man I I I never had him so I don't I don't know what it feels like so I asked her I said what's a word you can put on it she's like I really don't know but while I was talking to her I found out that she felt rejected her whole life. So I told her, I said, even though you felt rejected, it still hurt, didn't it? She was like, well, I can't, I can't do, I can't feel something that I never, that I never had in my life. But I said, I understand that, but it still hurt it, didn't it? So it's more like feeling the feelings and walking through it, the feelings of how we feel and what we think and just expressing it in a safe, safe space. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I totally I I could totally understand that now by going through that. And um I have seen other men who have gone through some of those things. I've seen a lot of men who some, not all, but they have a missing father figure and they feel like they have been rejected to some point. They still talk mm-hmm. about it even though as an adult. Um mm-hmm. but they want they don't want any kind of you know association with their father if their father decides to come back around um right what would you what would you give advice for the men who deep down they do want it 
but then they're putting on a brave face and say, no, I don't want it. But deep down, they know they, they need it because it's a missing piece. Um, I would say the best advice is it. I would say really go to therapy, like find a safe space, whatever that looks like to, to talk it out Whether it's hopefully it's a therapist. Um, so they can, a, a good one, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not all, you know, not, not knocking it, but just somebody that fits you, I'm gonna say that because sometimes we, we do go to family, we go to friends. I mean, of course we can't go to our spouse too, but, or, or a significant other, but it's good to go somebody on the outside looking in to give you a different perspective. Cause it's like with, with my therapy sessions and coaches sessions, sessions, I kind of like, I needed to give me a different perspective to have me think so I can be aware of what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, because it's the same thing like when you are in a room and we're in, it's a room, it's a table and we, and we sitting in, we sitting face to face, but say right. for example, we switch spots. That means now the perspective has changed. You know what I'm saying? So you want right. a different perspective or somebody that can, talk to you in a manner that understands you and gets you once you build in a relationship. But once you change your perspective, you start to change your mind and your thoughts about it. So, cause and men are scared to go due to like, even my dad, he was scared to go to therapy. He don't go now when he passed away, but we're scared to go only due to um, the emotional piece. Cause we haven't felt safe. Even if we talk, we feel like we had to like, like the thing they said, um, when we do express ourselves, it's like you're weak. You're um, all the taboo stuff. They say you're weak. You 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 you're a weak man. You're a pussy. Different things. These these scenarios they say, but it's not that. I feel you're strong. I feel you're strong because now you you're aware of your emotions. That's why a lot of men are in jail now because they're just grown little boys. Yeah, I see that. I, I see that. And even for the ones who aren't in the, in that situation, um, they they are still like that to some degree just because um, society has made it to where you're, you know, men are not supposed to be vulnerable. Men are not supposed to share their mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. Men are not supposed to, uh, you know, cry or, you know, mm -hmm say what's on their heart, say what's on their mind. There's, you know, they were told that, you know, just suck it up, deal with it, move on. And right. that is how society has made men be where they don't feel like they feel like they are not being seen or heard. Cause I've, I've heard this quite a bit for a lot of years. And I do yeah. see that. Um, I see that in um, all the men figure in my life, I've seen it where they will just stay quiet and, and mm -hmm. I could tell, like, hey, there's something deeper going there. And yeah. they're like, no, I can't really share it because I was told not to. Society yeah. said I'm not supposed to. So they don't um, until yeah. it's, like, boiling over. And then it lashes out. That's when they get mad. That's when they get angry. That's when, the, the you know, the frustration comes out. And, you know, words are said. And sometimes the words are not mean to be harsh. But right. it's just their emotions coming out of in anger. So I yeah. understand it now. <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't a, used to a, understand it, but I understand it now. It's just that little boy talking. That's all it is. He's crying for yeah. help. He's been silent for so long. He's like, I'm it's, I'm not, I just need a matter of fact, he's like, I just need a hug. <laughs> I just need to cry. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm gonna say this too. When I was, I had to navigate through some. I went to therapy, and I was just thinking about this. Um, it was a little while ago. So at a young age, at first grade, I remember this. I remember I was in first grade, and I had my teacher. She was saying, um, of course, that day my mom she got finished cussing me out, fussing me out, whatever, going to school, whatever, whatever. So I went to school that day, um, and I had a whole a whole heavy load on me or whatever. So I'm taking stuff from home to school. So that day, my teacher, of course, she she was she was a white teacher, but anyways. Um, so going to school, doing my thing, whatever. And I just had a melting moment that day. I mean, I'm just crying, 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 just going through. And what the teacher did was put me to the side and just let me cry. And that day, I, I had to navigate through that. That the day when she did that, when she put me to the side, what I taught myself was: you're never gonna be seen as a black man. You're never gonna be heard as a black man. Um, you, you're, you're, you're not valuable. Valuable. You're not heard. You're not seen. So from that day, I shut my emotions off from, from first grade. Wow. Wow. And my um and and then my mom, she was supposed to uh, I never felt safe, so she never came to save me, come see like my emotional piece side of, of the little boy. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like and, and then I noticed too when I started navigating through it, I was noticing the women that I would get to deal with. I was noticing they were never safe for me either though. Like, um, how you gonna say you love me? But next day you cussing me out and fussing me out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. So your 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 words and actions and how you dealing with me, it still affects me as a as as a little boy. So once I started doing the work on the little boy and healing him and talking to him, it's just like for my business, it's called speak life to me because I still had to speak life to the little boy so I can grow him up, be there for him, hug him, care for him. And that's why I did started on my healing and healing journey and therapy journey so it's it's been good i've grown a lot though so but yeah that little boy at first grade it, he he was yeah <laughs> yeah i hear you that's a that's an inspirational story there um something similar to what i have done um i have it's reverse but it's the opposite sex but it's you know the little girl multiple different little girls that i had um, also was feeling like, you know, not able to express yourself, not be able to find out who you are as a, as a person, um, you know, and then being able to grow up and just be sheltered in a, in a sense. So mm-hmm. I've done the similar work. I've definitely done healed the inner children, which is what they call what they're called. Um, and there's four of them. Mm-hmm. So I've done those. I've healed every version of the little girl um, of me even up until the adult uh, inner child as well. And mm. then from there, I, I was that able to... different. I ain't heard of yeah. that before. Yeah, there are four deep. inner... Yeah. yeah, deep work. <laughs> there are four deep. inner I children. Didn't know it was four. I didn't know it was four. And uh, four. I knew it was a book too, but I didn't know that. Wow, I, that's, that's, I like that. I want to hear more about that one. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, there's four of them. So the you know the 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 first inner child is up to about um from birth all the way up to about five or six, so about kindergarten, first grade. 
then you have your second inner child that's around um, seven or eight up to about close to teenage years. Then you have your third inner child that's around teenage years to up to the young adult age, which is probably around like um, 18, 20, somewhere around there. And then the fourth one is your version of, of who you are now. So okay. those are the different ages. Um, and when you start at the very beginning, you're starting at the very young age. You're from birth mm -hmm. to the first grade. Then when you go from there, you go to the next one, heal everything from there. And then it's like, then you heal the next one and then the next one. But they're mm -hmm. all, that's deeper work. It does take time. I'm talking about like five five years to, to heal every age. Um, and on, on a deeper, deeper level, we're talking about mental health. We're talking about, you know, emotional state. We're talking about the physical pain. We're talking about the mental capacity of things. And then the behaviors and the patterns that we uh -huh. develop in those, in those ages, um, and healing those. So healing all of those things to see, have a, a very clear mind. It helps reduce the mental health capacity um, to be lower instead of be at a high risk. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I look at it as high risk as, you know, suicidal. I look at it yep. as, um, you know, you about to harm someone else. If you don't do it to yourself, that's high risk. So instead of it being at that level or almost approaching that level, doing the inner healing in those, in those ages can re it, overall, it will reduce all of that to be like lower to where mm -hmm. it's like, it's, It'll be there, but it won't be as consistent. It'll mm. still be there, but it won't be as hard. But you'll have tools and resources to kind of help navigate through those times, those mm. those major times. So that's mm. what I've done um, and able to do that. And then being able to be the advocate and show like, hey, this is how you could do this. And then having my partner jump, out, jump on and do the exact same thing because he asks questions. Yeah. And then do it for my relationship too. So in a sense, that's where I started my business as a couples coach to help bridge the gap because it starts from somewhere and we talk about the things, uh, what's going on now in the relationship. They could tell me two two sentences and I'm like, okay, yo, that's part of it, but that ain't the real right. reason why. It's it. not a good <laughs> yeah, it's not that simple. Um, yeah. but you know, going back and figuring out exactly what it is that they are needing and then you know, dissect everything and then work, you know, work with them separately and together to, to kind of overcome those things so that mm -hmm. they can rebuild their relationship in a much healthier, healthier yeah. way where the mental health isn't like sole focus. You can mm -hmm. be there for each other um, emotionally, physically, and mentally be there for each other, especially if you're going through it at the same time or if yeah. it's, you know, opposite opposite times but it makes yeah, it, it I, I, feel, I feel that makes i can see how that when y'all going through together as relationship it makes you come closer to because yep. you learn each other too yeah because i think because i've been uh married married and divorced so i was noticing the 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 women i'm getting with definitely was a pattern <laughs> it sounds yeah. getting some type of women over and over but like since i've been on the healing journey and working on myself and being aware I don't, I don't fall in patterns anymore, but also too, I um, haven't met too many women that's, that wants to do that type of journey um, to mm -hmm. really do the work 
because even in my um uh like promise <laughs> probably simple like my ex I was talk it was a while ago I talked to her it was been a while but I asked her I said because like, I'll be working on myself and aware of myself and stuff and I was telling her like uh not not really telling what I've been doing but just listening to her because you know when you start to heal you talk different <laughs> you definitely have yeah, a different you type of language you you, you, you talking you yeah, you have a, a little bit more empathy, a little bit more, you know, and but you still right. assert, you know, different things. So I was talking to her. So I was telling her, um, like, we was talking and having a conversation and whatever, whatever. And I asked her, I said, I said, I haven't talked to her in a while. I said, so who are you? And she said, I'm the same person I am since we, uh, since the last time, since we first met. And you know what I told her? I said, I don't want her. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. And the reason why I say that is because if I went back to the relationship, I would have to fight the old me and I would have to fight her too, the old her too. And I was like, I, I couldn't do that. That's going to kill me again. So, yeah. She yeah. and she was, she was upset, but I just couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's boundaries. That's 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 what we call boundaries. Um, yeah. That is phenomenal because I'm, I'm not a lot of men and women who are together. Then they ended up, you know, either breaking up or getting a divorce. They don't put the time in to make it work, and it has to be a group effort. It can't be just yeah. strictly on one person because mm -hmm. I mean, eventually you're going to outgrow that person, but. Um, you're not going to grow like you like you're needing to grow as a couple. So I feel like when I hear these stories, oh, I don't know, we're gonna be together forever. I mean, you can, but you have to put in the work. It's a it's yeah. a group effort. And if you feel like you're the only one that's doing it and your partner or your significant other isn't doing it, then you've got to make a a executive decision whether or not you're going to let the relationship be the way it is or you say okay well it's time for me to walk away right, uh, right. I'm not, I don't condone people leaving but if you've given it all you all you got you've done all the work and nothing is still not happening then you just have to make that decision for yourself like can't go to friends or family to make that decision for you because they right. have no idea what your relationship entails right and then especially like i always say this you gotta take full ownership of the part you played in the story at the end of the day yep no full no accountability. yeah accountability and it was more like you can't blame everything on me or everything that i did so it was like i was in that space of like where when it was a separation part it was like you you was doing everything you did this you did that I'm saying, yeah, I can admit some stuff I did, but I I didn't do everything either. And I'm at and then and when I'm talking to her, I'm asking what what part did you feel to play in the breakdown? And she was like, I don't see nothing. I ain't do nothing. So I said, that's a problem for me. So if you didn't see nothing, we really I see where your mind and where your head is at too. So it's like that was just more of a deal breaker for me. So it just started getting worse and worse. And it's like I I can't come back because I I I feel like me going back into it, it it's going to be too much for me and i i've done too much work to get to where i'm at to become this person i am now the way i express myself why i show up where i do things is it's just too much work it's too much i'm pulling out this the work you've done and i've done or 
it's too much of a cost. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. And and to to go back just a second, but just when you mention your ex not taking accountability and responsibility for her own actions, but you know where that comes from? Mm, yeah. An unhealed little little girl mm. and an unhealed adult. And mm. so in denial like that, you don't see any faults. You don't see anything that's going wrong. And so unfortunately, she has to pay the price of losing you in her life in, you know, that relationship. But mm. I'm pretty sure at some point she's going to start making the changes that she needs. Because right. if you continue to keep going this this path, this road, you're going to have filled with regrets, but also, man, I should have started this sooner. Man, I mm -hmm. should have just been more aware of this, mm -hmm. or I should have had these kind of conversations during this mm -hmm. time. And mm -hmm. you can't play the what if game, but what you can do is be aware of what's going on with you because you can't keep blaming your partner, your significant other for your screw-ups your right. um not Their just choices. your, your choices, choices. Yeah. your choices your decisions right. the outcomes right. of those things you can't blame that and i had to learn that the hard way too yeah. um we can't blame each other for you know the mistakes the decisions that we make um we got to take accountability and you have to be responsible for those you know for your own actions yeah no it's perfect because if you don't, you know what you're going to do. You're going to keep keep picking the same person over and over. Well, yeah, that too. But what happens What happens as well is that, let's just say, for example, I have no accountability, no responsibility. I'm in super denial and I'm, I'm coming from, from a deep, deep wound of pain. And all mm -hmm. I'm doing is lashing out. Yeah. My relationship's ended. And now I'm moving on to the next person. So you don't take the time, the proper time to see what has happened in that previous relationship. You're also not thinking about how did I play a role in this relationship to to for it to end the way it did, it, especially if it didn't end on, on good terms. Right. Um, then you got to think about, did I come from a painful place? Because when you come from a painful place, not only does your relationship suffer, you suffer yourself. Every area of your life suffers. And then you wonder like why life is not being good to you or why these situations keeps happening, why I'm keep attracting the wrong type of people to date or to be in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. So you're coming from a painful place. So you have to be like, okay, enough's enough. Let me start working on myself. Let me figure out what's been happening where is this stuff coming from? And I'll tell you, without having to have to speak to a lot of people that's listening, but what it is is that your childhood, whatever your childhood was, whatever you saw, whatever you experienced, mm -hmm. that is where that pain came from. Mm -hmm. And where your parents, you know, tried to do their best that they possibly could, you saw things that you probably shouldn't have seen. You heard things you probably shouldn't have heard. You witnessed things in life outside of your family that you probably shouldn't have seen or heard. But mm -hmm. that right there is the stem of everything that that has built you 
as a woman or as a man, that that's what builds you to the person that you are. But you have a choice to make, to, to make a change, to make a difference, to do, to do things differently. That's yeah. my, my advice. <laughs> I'll say this too. The reason why I really, really want to go on my healing journey and like really show up different because my, my grandma passed away and I remember her like not talking. She was, she was okay, but she was kind of mean too. So yeah. we came to see her, we saw her and stuff like that. And I saw her from a different lens when, cause she had Alzheimer's. So she, okay. she was moving away, stuff like that and stuff like that. But before she had that, she could talk. I mean, like she mean, she was kind of mean and very negative and stuff like that. So I said, it was a pivotal moment when I said, okay, I looked at myself and I looked at her age and I said, if I ever be on my deathbed, in my mind, I was thinking like, she had to be thinking, about, she couldn't talk. So she tried to talk and stuff, but she couldn't. But I was in my mind, I was thinking, what if I be on my deathbed and I can't say nothing, nobody come to see me because I've been mean to everybody. Yeah. Nobody come see me, nobody come here. No, I mean, like nothing because now I got to think about that. That's that makes me want to already die myself because nobody's coming to see me. Nobody come come to listen to me because I've been mean to everybody. Nobody wants to be around me because they thinking about the stuff that I've done to them. And it's like, now I got to think about like all the people, like I'm in my head majority of the time. I can't speak. I can't say nothing now. And I was just like, yo, that was a pitiful phone. Pitiful. So that's how, I, that's why I make sure I treat people right. I talk to them nice. I, I show up different. So I be careful with my words too because words are very, very powerful and how, how that's why I'm aware of myself so much because how it's it's not about uh, what you say to people, it's about how you made them feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree on that. I totally agree. And I think a lot of us don't take the time to realize like it could be your last day. And mm. if it is your last day, how do you want people to show up for you? Yeah. Are you yeah. the person that showed up for them? Not mm -hmm. to say that you need to drop everything and run to everybody's aid when they need you, but be genuine, be kind, be courteous, and be loving. Um, if you can be like that and just stick to your morals, whatever that is, I think people will start to show up for you in different ways than you could ever imagine. But if you feel like the world's against you, you feel like yeah. you can't have anybody to turn to, you feel mm -hmm. like you no support um if it's that way it's either one or two ways it's either you've you really shitted on somebody where you you know god's yeah. like all right i'm gonna remove, remove yeah. all these people <laughs> from right, your support right. system and let you figure this shit out on your own right, or right. two you are starting to outgrow these people and these mm -hmm. people no longer are part of the new version mm -hmm. of you. so and then you have to start over and start to build a new support system so i yeah. look at it as you know one or two ways but i mostly a lot of people are on the first end but i like you know you need to get on the other side because that's where you need that's where you find your tribe that's where you find you know different connections that's either close to what you're doing whatever you're passionate about um you know whatever you're wanting to accomplish in the world because life is too short life's too short to hold grudges and I like to say, like, 
forgiveness is a powerful thing and it doesn't have to necessarily mean that you need to be forgiving for just because you want to forgive other people and to make amends it's more so it's for yourself that you're forgiving these people for whatever harmful thing they've done to you whatever painful thing they've done to you forgiveness is a powerful tool that you can give yourself that nobody nobody can take that from you um I'm very strong believer on forgiveness and yeah. being able to do that, especially if you're in your healing journey. Um, yeah. That's a yeah. powerful tool. Cause you definitely have to forgive yourself. I, I, I can yeah. actually attest to this. Like um, I had to really forgive myself and put myself in certain situations and whether it was right or wrong, I thought I felt it. And then it was a, my thing was I had really had to forgive the church because I was like the way they was teaching me, like just forgive, but I don't know what it looks like. And it's just like forgive, but still it's like forgive, but still get stepped on at the same time. And then after getting stepped on still, you got to still, it's like the church shows like, you still got to love the person, even though it's like love the person, but don't set no boundaries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so no. yeah, it's like, that. yeah. They don't teach they don't teach it as much and not not bashing the church or anything like that. But oh, yeah, I know. the way the way they do it is it's it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. Um sometimes. So mm-hmm. um sometimes church is not safe. But um I am gonna say this like I'm I'm literally not I, I'm gonna say this is a testament. This is this is nothing but God for me being here anyway, because I can only give it to him because I'm not supposed to be here because I'm actually supposed to I've I've had two um uh, suicidal attempts. So it's like I know I'm not supposed to be here, but it's nothing but God on this. And I just have to say that like he has like my relationship has been so good and so close. And it's just like um this is for any man or woman, but just more my men, like, yo, like y'all can make it, y'all are good, y'all are straight, you are loved, you are cared for, but um the things that's on your shoulders. It's, 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 it's for you, but it's not for you at the same time, too. But also, it's it's your legacy, your uh, the things that you're leaving behind, um, and these tools and, and these things. But I just want to tell you that you are enough, though, to be the best version of you. You are you are loved. You are cared for. You are uh, you you owe it to yourself to be the best version of you anyway. So you it's, it's OK to do the work. It's OK to cry. It's OK to. Uh, let another man hug you and love you like it's okay to do that like and, and love yourself too at the same time and, and allow these people to come into your space and love you I know it can be hard but it's 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 good but you are enough and I, like I said for me my testament is I'm not supposed to be here like I'm I'm, I'm supposed to be out of here but luckily God said I see I see I see something in you that you uh that you need to help these men need to help these women to uh, see see what they need to do to get to where they're trying to go because like we already have things fighting us anyway so it's just like and, and it's a testament to you too like keep doing what you're doing you keep doing what you're doing you're helping people you're yeah. showing up you're 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 you're, you're enough like you, you're doing a great job like keep doing what you're doing like don't don't stop don't stop I know sometimes things come I know times people come against you things but at the same time you got it you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just want to encourage them. To, that, that, I'm sorry. I'm just going to rant, but yeah. No, you're fine. You're totally fine. I, I appreciate you because, you know, for 
from you to come from a man's perspective and give the advice that you just gave, that's very, very powerful. Um, you know, we both are in this industry to support and help others and ways that we wish we had growing up or even like two thirds of what we, that we've developed so far. So, you know, our journeys are different, but at the end of the day, it's similar. Um, and that we're, you know, we're actually able to help these men and women, you know, really just uncover the things that they've, they've been going through, being able to, you know, help them in, in a, a healing way where they're not having to deal with this stuff on their own. They don't, have to feel alone anymore. They have a, you know, they're starting to build a sort of support system from us because we're the stepping stone for them. We're showing them the path that you can overcome whatever life is throwing at you. Yes, mm -hmm. life is challenging and difficult. Life is hard. Um, but what's going to really be true to testament is how strong are you going to go through this? You don't have to face that things alone. You don't have to walk in this dark path. You can mm -hmm. live in a lightful path, a loving, caring, nurturing path where you can be vulnerable. You can, you know, share your life with others. You don't have to be like isolated. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I I feel like a lot of us in this world, because the world is hurting, because there's so many crimes, yeah. so mm -hmm. many. There's so many bashful things going on today in 2023, but, and, you know, it's just spilling over into the new year. There's a lot of people who are hurting and they don't know the first step. They don't even know how to go about making right. themselves better. So right. I think that as we are advocate, uh, advocators, not only for just mental health, not only just for the men, not only just for the women, but like, you know, for, just society themselves to be like, hey, you can be a different person. Just mm -hmm. choose to be a different person. You don't have to be how you how you saw things growing up, what you right. witnessed, you know, what your peers are doing. You don't have to follow your friends, your family members because they have done wrongful, you know, painful things to people. You don't have to follow suit. Be your own person. Be the person that you know that you can be. Be the best yeah. version of yourself, not to be a follower, but be a leader. Right. Um, I think that's much powerful than in itself. Just be, yeah. you know, be a leader um, and just heal from those things. You can heal from it. A lot of people think that you can't heal. You can. We right. both are testaments right. to that. Right. Um, I'm going to say this too. Even with like, you got to think about this too. Even with the human emotion, and this coming from a man's side. Even yeah. when even when Jesus was in the Garden of Semity, he told he told told God, he said, Take this cup from me. That was an intimate moment. He he yeah. he then went and then he cried on the cross. It, even though he cried blood, that was still an emotion. And even when Judas kissed him on the cheek, that's still an emotion. So we are human, we are human anyway. We're human beings anyway. So it's okay yeah. to be emotional, it's okay to cry like these things. And when yeah. I looked at their perspective, that changed my whole mind. I was like, yo, so uh, so that means I can have these emotions and then be aware of my emotions, but also too, I can I can cry. Like it's okay. Like I'm good. I'm not weak. I'm not uh, actually Jesus was strong in that moment because he knew that like I, I gotta take this whole weight of the world on me. 
but I know that I can y'all just cross and do what I want to do, but I'm taking it. So for, for, for you guys, so y'all can be free, have freedom. He's looking at the future of here. That same thing, how we got to look at it. We're looking for the future. I got to look for my daughter. I got to look for her, her, her seeds and, and my um, niece and nephew. I'm looking out for them because if I become healed, become the best version of myself, it's only going to trickle down so they can be better. It's even to the point I got my um, daughter in therapy. Like she's getting what she needs now at eight. Yeah. Yeah, that that's. I, I'd rather go ahead and get it now because when I was her age, I didn't get it, and right. I mean, and it's hard to deal with that stuff, packing, unpacking that stuff, and you thirty, forty, fifty. Not imagine being seventy years old trying to unpack this stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's definitely a lot. No matter how old you it's are, as an adult, overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. It is. It is, it is overwhelming. You deal with life. You think don't let you be in a relationship, be married kids you, you just going through you going through all these things then you're trying to heal you're trying to heal the little boy you're trying to heal yourself then you're trying to, that's a lot it is a lot it is a lot it's definitely a lot and i can be very testament to this because i do have a family that i raise and my kids you know i help them heal um their younger selves because i wasn't right partner wasn't right i mean it was it was a lot and yeah. To, to do it over the, the span of a few years, and we're still doing it, being very vulnerable about things and, and showing that like, hey, just because you're crying doesn't mean that, you know, you're weak. Just doesn't right. mean that, you know, you got to suck it up and just keep moving. Um, yeah. I think with my husband, as him being a man, he's teaching our boys that you yeah. can be vulnerable. You can mm -hmm. be vulnerable. It's Good. fine. Good. Um, it's good. You don't have to. You don't gotta be close. You don't gotta be close. So it is a generational. So what it is? What? Yes. So what it is is what we're doing because we didn't get that when we were younger, and now we're adults, and now we're doing it for the next generation. So you know what that is called? We're breaking generational curses. Um, as well patterns and habits yes yep. yes that's yes, what yes. that's exactly what we're doing so i look at it as if you're wanting to do this healing journey you want to take this a whole nother a whole nother reach a whole nother level definitely reach out to me and jonathan um you know for whatever your basis needs are to to help you get to through whatever you need to get through so you can break those generational uh curses because you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it and you're setting it up for the next generation and so forth mm -hmm. and so forth and so forth. So about a hundred years from now, this yeah. stuff that we're dealing with now in 2023, 2024, it's not going to be existing in a hundred years from now. So right. I like to say, break those generational curses, mm -hmm. be vulnerable men, be vulnerable women, share your feelings, whatever it is, but you can do it in a healthy way. You don't got to be aggravated. You don't got to be mad, upset, pointing the fingers, blaming people for whatever it is that you chose to do or, um, yeah, you know, whatever life yeah. is throwing at you. Um, you don't have to do with that. You can do it in a healthy way. Everything that we're doing is in a healthier way, not coming from a painful place. Um, you can overcome all this. It's gonna take time. It's be patient. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pa be, yeah patient. be patient. Be patient. Give yourself. You. <laughs> give, yeah, yourself give yourself some compassion. Give yourself grace. 
love, yes. care, all that. Love, love yeah. yourself during the process. Yes. Yeah. This is not, not, not easy work because you got to go because you're literally going back. You you going you bet you going back to rewind your tape. <laughs> really? Yeah, you are. You are. You are yeah, literally. Yeah, you remember that VH test you pressed? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The VHS. Yeah, you got to yeah, rewind yeah. it to get to the beginning, but that's what I, you got to do. I say this too, like because you you you're really you really stopping the patterns, you stopping yeah. the habits, and you're also stopping the future choices too. So I, I and I, I and like I said, I man, I'm, I ain't gonna. I applaud your husband. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. There's something good. Be I, and I, I cheer that on because now we got some men now. We got some boys now that's gonna be different. That's gonna show up different. That's gonna be different. And yeah. and now, now we we going back to the structure of when they do get in relationship, they can show up different. And also, too, they'll know what relationship not to get into because now you're talking about legacy. Now you're talking about um, what your children are going to be. So, yeah, like, because yep. you, you want it to keep going anyway, but you want them to be healthy yeah. doing it. Like, not just... Right. You know, yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love to be the advocate. I love to show the example. So we are showing our children, like, this is a proper way to... Uh, be with your your partner as a as a as a young man or as a young woman i'm teaching my daughter the same and you know be very vocal on exactly what it is that you're wanting and they're very they're all vocal um they're all vocal they're they they share what's on their mind they don't really take too much too much bull yeah. but i mean we're showing them in the example at the very beginning i ain't gonna lie it was very hard but now that they are of age, they are actually seeing more of the different things, how we're interacting as a couple, showing mm -hmm. them what true love looks like, what love is, what love is affecting, how can you do things in the real world, in life, and not this fakeness that social media puts out there. Yeah. But yeah. just, you know, being very strong men and women that we're raising and that they know exactly what they're wanting. And then if they don't know what they want, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you'll figure it out. But, you know, yeah. giving them that option yeah. that you can have a voice in the world. So that is what we're teaching our children. And yeah. I, I am applaud, very proud. I applaud it, man. I applaud them. I applaud them. I applaud them. Let's go. Let's go. We yeah. got this, baby. Let's go. Let's yes. go. We, Let's go. We have a good job. And, and my... I'm telling you, like I, I man, that 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 warms my hope. That's my soul, my heart, man. Cause it's it's I, it's a lot of men out here hurting. Like it, it is. They just walking around here, sad. Like it, it's, it's a guy at work that I know. He, this guy, he got all the money. In the, I mean, he got not rich, but he's been in the military stuff like that. But he got money. Like you know, he saved and he did his job. But that man hurting. And it's inside. He is hurting. Like he's okay. empty. Like he's literally hurting, and I'm like, cause he had, cause when he talks, he has to be like, um, he has to be like, exploit himself in a way. Like I'm this, I'm that. He got to brag and boast, and it's kind of mm -hmm. like, dude, you ain't got to do that. It's like that, right. that, cause his backstory is, you know, he was with somebody, they left him, they abandoned him, or whatever. But the girl abandoned him and stuff. So he hasn't dealt with that. But now he's in a relationship now. And it's like, mm -hmm. he feels like he feels, 
And in my mind, I'm like, you not, dude. Like, you not not saying he's going to mess over her or anything like that. But right. like, you have to deal with them issues before you get in a relationship, too. Because my my whole, my word, my key word for me was when I when I started healing journey, it was abandonment. Like, I felt abandonment in different ways from my mom um, yep. and different people in, in my family. You know, different things like that in life in general. Because even, you know, at that first grade, I felt abandoned in that moment too. Um, right. I noticed my after I started doing doing it and learning about myself, like abandonment was a big thing. And every time I noticed that I would get with a woman or or marry with a woman, I noticed that they would leave me. And it's like, what is that? So I was attracting abandonment too at the same time. So yep. it was like I'm, I'm all I am what I'm attracting. But now I but when she left, it was like it was the best thing that ever happened to me though. Because I found me again. So I was like, I'm not going to abandon myself this time to right. follow you. So it was just, it was out because she was like, why you don't, you like, why you ain't coming chasing after me? Why you ain't, you know, because she uh -huh. used to the chase or me coming to get you and, you know, me, you know, I, it just wasn't reciprocated. But I don't, I, I said, I'm, I don't want to chase anymore. I want to reciprocate it, first of all. But at the same time, I keep leaving myself to go help you out. That's just like me taking a life jacket off me to save you and I'm drowning. I'm not about to do that no more. Sorry. Sorry. No. My, my, sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> no, you don't No, That's not a, you don't have to apologize for that, but I mean, you know, to her or anything, but yeah. I can say this. There are other relationships that are just like how you experience it. And then there are other relationships, how I've experienced it. So mm -hmm. when my husband and I both got together, we were not looking for each other, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there was something about each other that just sparked an interest. Mm -hmm. And after years, and then we ended up getting married, we took everything that we've learned growing up and before we even met, all of that, I mean, you can only imagine. We're mm -hmm. in our 20s. By the time we are married, we're about like, almost close we're mid mid 20s now so we're, uh -huh. we're talking about over 20 plus years of stuff like painful stuff right, abandonment right. rejection you know all these different things all of that entered into our marriage at the very beginning and our marriage was not you know rainbow sunshine lovey-dovey kind right, of thing right, it was right, real right. hard right. um it wasn't until i believe year four or five we were talking about divorce. We were like, okay, mm -hmm. screw this crap. Mm -hmm. uh, then I was like, I had to sit back, had to think. And I was like, you know what? I just didn't get married to get divorced. And he right. said the same thing. We took some much needed time apart from each other yeah. Um, yeah. as far yeah. as like space and time for us to really right. think about this. And in that, in that moment, that is when I made a decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it my all. But first, before I do that, let me work on me first uh -huh. and let me get myself together and let me unravel all this chaos that I have built over the years. So over two, over two decades of stuff that I've endured and, and then let me work through that stuff. So I worked through all of that. Then I worked on the things that kind of started entering our relationship. He started asking me questions like, man, you're a totally different person. You're speaking different. You're talking different. You're thinking different. What's going on with you? 
So then he I told him. He started to be aware then. He started to be aware. He, he started, started being aware. But yeah. most people don't do that, though. Most people do not do that at all. They I just know. stay with it. That's the heart. That's that, yeah, that part. But see, <laughs> it, took, it took time, though. At this yeah. point, it was like six months to close to a year before he even asked anything. And it took about a year, maybe a year and a half, for him to start doing things for himself. But he was starting to be aware. He started paying attention a little bit. So if you're in a relationship and, and a committed one like myself, and for the listeners who's listening and you feel like your relationship has been what my relationship has been at the beginning, you can overcome them. So once he started being aware of it, he started to ask questions. Hey, how can I do this? Uh, what are you doing to change the... And I told him like, hey, this is what I've done. I didn't read a book. I wasn't told this is how you did it. I did it on my own. And so mm -hmm. I created a formula and a format to, to really kind of strip everything out and then start to build it the proper way. And mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what? If I could do this for myself and he's doing it for him and I'm showing him how to do it for himself and he's implementing it and it's working and now I'm starting to notice that he's doing things differently I can only imagine if we do it together and we started doing it together and we healed our, our home, our whole marriage. Wow. We've just celebrated 10 years and this was like five, Good. six years. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's the example. That's the example I could, I could say if you both are willing to put in the work, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not, you got to do it together first. I don't recommend that. Do yeah, it separately yeah, yeah, yeah. and then do it together because yeah, 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 yeah. you're going to feel like, you know, you're crisscrossing a little bit and you're like, wait a minute, what? You, you know, there's confusion there. There's going to be some disconnect somewhere. Mm -hmm. So start with yourselves first and then work on your, your relationship um, together and then you can move forward. Now we can talk about the things that happened 20, 20 30 years ago and right. we won't feel a certain type of way about it because we've right. healed those things. Right. Um, are, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we, you know, we have laughters now, um, you know, and there's, and like I say, when you do, when you go through these, these moments of healing, you're never going to not stop working on yourself mm -hmm. or in your relationship. It's an ongoing, ongoing. journey. Yep. Ongoing yep. journey. So just because you're doing it now and like, you know, a year or two, you're like, oh, I'm all done. I don't need no more help. No, you still need to continue to keep going because it's an ongoing thing. And so the day you say, all right, I'm no longer on this earth, that's when it stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. 10 years. Woo! Look at yes. God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I thank God every day for that because I'm technically not supposed to be here either. My husband's not supposed to be here either. Right, but right, right. God has said, you know what? I saw something else in you two. You guys are now here. So make right. the best of it. So that's my turning point. And you gotta think about this. When you do the work, you you're so grateful. Yeah. You start to have so much gratitude because like I mean, I've I've been in, I'm in this space, like I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for my relationship with myself. I'm grateful for relationship with God. Like it's just so been so good. Um you know, seasons change, different, you know, things like that. But it's it's right. it's been good. I have my days, but it's 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 been it's been good. Good journey, good journey, and and continue yeah. to heal, continue to grow, change and evolve, and that's that's what it's about. 
Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. Because when you do that, I, my biggest thing is, I read this book by Eric Thomas called You Owe You. So you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. But also to once you do that, you start to become what you're supposed to be. And once you become, that's what you want to attract. And what you attract, that's what you become. We call that manifestation. Yes, sir. That is what we call, that's what we call it. <laughs> you are day. manifesting. That is what it is. And that's exactly how I put it in layman's terms of how I help in couples do that. So not only do I help them come from a dark, painful place together, help them heal from that, then help them move into a transition where they're actually able to manifest the life they always imagine together. So whatever that looks like for them, if they want to go on, you know, these yearly, monthly, bi-monthly vacations together and love and living and just having life, they can do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I know in, in my, um, when my marriage, well, this is, I know this happens with men too, when they, you know, going through a divorce separation or even doing the marriage part. I'm going to say this. I remember when I was going through my part of the, the hard part of the, not per se separation, but in the marriage, I ended up going through the mental health thing. Um, I had a deep depression. So I ended up having to go to the hospital uh, to go through that part. So it was a tough, whatever. I, I, cause I thought I was aware. I said, yo, I need to go get some help. So I went to go get some help. No, no, at that time, no, I didn't go get any help, but shit, my, my ex-wife had called or whatever. And I went, so I went through the journey and I was healing and started going there and I, I got myself together. So the day that she had came to see me, I asked her, I said, are we still getting together? Are we still trying to work this out? And the day she had left, she had, she said, no, we're not getting back together. And she sent me the divorce papers while I was in there. And what? But the crazy thing was, it was the best thing that happened though, because yeah. Like I said, I found me and I went on a journey by myself to become this person because I was like, at first I thought I was like, it it's bad, but it ain't that bad either. So it was it was good, but it's I, I the reason why I tell that story is to say that if any man is going through that, like, yo, just do your work, work on you, love you, keep going, don't change, and and, and just be the best version of you, like. Don't stop. Don't care what nobody think what they say about you because you only get one life. <laughs> you only get one life. You only get one time to do this thing. You can't redo it. So just go ahead and do everything that you want to do. Everything on the table that you want from God, he want to give it to you anyway. So you might as well go get it. You might as well go and take it. He going to give you everything you want. Whatever that looks like, relationships, friends, family, whatever. Like you say, doing affirmations, speaking it every day. Saying yep. what you want, believing it, seeing it, and and when you do it and you become it and you see it, like especially when you feel it, that stuff gonna come automatically. You're gonna be to the point that the stuff comes so fast you scared because like, dang, I'm really living this now. Cause literally what I'm doing now, pod this podcast, talking to people and doing doing my work, like this is nothing but what I talked about anyway. I believed it, I dream it, and I saw it. And it's like, I mean, I'm in it. <laughs> like I'm literally in it. It's like, yo, like. I, I I'm in it. Like it, it's it'd be like sometimes I awe myself half the time. Like yo, I didn't know it was like this, but yeah. Yeah, no, I totally I totally feel you on that one because I I have to I've been I wake up uh I wake up most of the time and be like man this is this is what it is and um 
as a spiritual person, and I didn't realize I was very spiritual until I started doing this work, but I've always been spiritual even when I was younger, even when I was little. And mm-hmm. it's just when I had when I have some of these flashbacks, I used to didn't have them, but when I had these flashbacks, I would always see this adult version shadow over me. Mm-hmm. And then when I put two and two together, it's an it's a future self of me just coming back and be just be protective over the little girl that I was at in that moment. And mm-hmm. so to be able to be you know, living here and doing this podcast and doing my other two podcasts and then just being able to speak to you today, um, I get to live the things that I've always wanted. I've manifested literally my husband. I manifested my kids. I manifest everything that I have today. And even I'm going a whole nother notch um, and doing different things in 2024. So just being able to do those things. And I was able to do it because I'm not coming from a painful place. I'm coming from a joyful, loving, connecting way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and for and for your church posters, listen, manifesting is not a bad word. <laughs> not a bad word. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, we, we good on that. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, and my my quote is like my biggest quote that I've been leaving is life is good, but it only gets better. Life is good, it only gets better. I love that. I love you that. No you don't have no choice, like because no. like life is still good either way. You're not dead. You're still alive. You're still straight. Nothing has happened, but it gets better though on the other side. It, does. it definitely gets better. It does get better. That's my quote. Gets, I, I always say that when I get down. Life is good, but it only gets better. That's my quote. I love that. I love that. I love that saying. Uh, it's very wise, very powerful, very wise as well. So when you do these things from the inside, when you start feeling good in the inside, then your outer world matches your inner mm-hmm. world. Um that's how I look at it. So if you feel like you're done in the dumps, you feel like you like you can't keep going. Life is just giving you all these hard throw punches. Your relationship is feeling like, oh my God, you know, you're feeling all these different things and you feel like you can't keep going. Just remember you can keep going. Um mm-hmm. can overcome everything and all things. You have to just work with inside of you. Start with yourself first. Start doing some self-care. Um, that gives you, you're pouring love into yourself by doing the care. And it's not bubble baths, ain't many yeah. petties, it ain't spas. This is more <laughs> like being very intentional and doing right. the things to care for yourself. Yes. Go for a walk in the nature. That's part of it. That's more right, of it. Right. Like, am I safe today? <laughs> right. About yes. how I feel on the inside today, like that's that's really a secret because most of we do think it's petty, you know, and the, the the outer is really honing into the inside. That's really what it is. That's that's really yeah. what it's about. Because yeah. once you're shining on that inside, it don't have no choice but to come out. Like you're just showing what you have on the inside. Because a lot of people, I mean, that that same thing with people working out, getting plastic surgery, all this stuff. But you still hurting on the inside though. It looks good on the outside, but you got yeah, a bad exactly. attitude. You got a bad attitude. You waking up every day negative. You waking up every day depressed, anxiety. You want to kill yourself. Nah, that that ain't cool. That's not cool at all. So yeah, nope. 
that's not no I totally agree with you on that you you gotta match your inside and your depression your anxiety your mental health don't have to rule your world yeah. as long as you start taking care of yourself inner wise that anxiety becomes less that depression becomes less your mental health overall be starts to get depleted starts to become less um, I'm speaking from experience because I've had it for pretty much my whole life up until the yeah. time I started doing this work and I've started to see my depression is has definitely gone down. It was at 100. Now it's probably maybe less than 5% right now. Uh, yeah. My anxiety was at 100. And now it's probably a less than a 5% right now. So yeah. as long as you continue to keep doing your self-care because it's not a one-stop shop either. Um, yeah. It's an ongoing journey your mental health overall, it becomes less and less. So that is my encouragement for our listeners today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I actually, yeah, that's real. I actually was in a session where I was uh, in a church group and we was talking, we was going back and forth talking about um, how you feel from one to 10, because that's, that's how we check in on each other. So the yeah. guy, he was, like, he was saying, I said, we, he was going around the room. He said, how, how everybody feel today from one to 10? And it, a lot of we had a lot of eights in there at that time. He was like, "Man, I really want to get to a 10. And I thought about that thing. He was like, "I really want to get there. I want to really want to get there." But you know, I was I he uh, they asked me. They said, "Why are you an eight? I said, "I am grateful for my eight. He said, "Why you say that for?" I said, "Because I remember when I was at a zero. I remember when I was at a one. Yep. I remember when I was at a two, a five, because I'm so grateful for my eight. I, I can get to a 10, but I don't have to have a 10, but I could be eight all day because yeah. I'm grateful for where I was be from, from I'm grateful for where I'm at now because I remember when I couldn't even get out of bed. I remember I couldn't even show up for my daughter. I remember I couldn't uh, be there in my marriage because I'm so mentally gone. So yeah, depression. Yeah, yeah, anxiety, and I just yep. want to take myself out because I don't want to live no more. But I'm grateful for my eight, still grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm at an eight in myself. Um, I always, you know, do a check in, and even if you're in a relationship of any kind, always check in, check yeah. in with each other. That's important. Yeah. Um, and even if you're with friends, check in with friends, check in with family, check in with yourself first and then everybody else. But check in with yourself, see where you scale at. If you scale less than a five, then you know you need some assistance. If yeah. you check in over a five, then you need some a little bit of a of a work, but not, not a major work. Yeah. Um, so definitely check in with yourself first and then check in with everybody else afterwards and i always say by putting yourself first it's not selfish because if you come from a, a depleted empty cup you cannot be a supportive person to anybody in the world not even your not even for yourself not even for your friends your family your children your partner uh anything else that you have all these different titles that we all have um, that we play on a daily basis you're not going to be the best version for anyone else so you have to do the work for yourself. You've got to, um, yeah. you got to put yourself first. It's not selfish yeah. at all. And, and you know what most people do uh, when you talk about the cup analogy, 
most people they say I feel drained. They and and they, yeah, they say I feel drained. And I say, why you feel drained? They was like, I just feel this and feel that. I said, you know, I tell them, stop giving them the straw. Yeah. Yep. Because most of the time we feel drained, feel depleted, but we we keep giving people the straw. Stop. Yeah. Stop doing. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're giving your power away is pretty much yeah. what I like to call it. You're giving your power away to so many other people, especially your partner, because your partner is like next in line from you and then it's everybody else. So if you give in the most of your energy, your time, your devotion toward your relationship, not to say you need to take your relationships to a, a step back, right. but if you are giving your power away too much, meaning giving more control over your relationship and then everything else, you're going to be depleted. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be tired. So yes, you need to decompress. That's where your self-care comes from. I do it every day. Self-care every single day, seven days a week. There ain't no day I miss. 365. Right. Self-care, you do it however you choose. It. Whatever my self-care looks like ain't going to look like to you. It's not going to look like to Amy over here. It ain't going to look like to Johnny over there. Right. Self-care is different for everybody. So you can't mimic it. You can't, oh, I'm going to create a blueprint because- Johnny right. over here got it together and this is self-care. I'm going to do the same. No, yeah. it's customized to you. Um, right. And when you do self-care every day, you build your energy. You come from a higher place. You're stepping into the world, showing up as the badass as, as yourself. And you are then now able to have your cup filled. Now you're able to show up in the world, show up and be the best version for everybody else that's you know, a part of your life. You don't right. got a people please. Yeah. You don't got yeah. A Ooh, yeah. Ooh, say that again. You <laughs> Ooh, that's a big one. That was a big one for me. Yeah, I, I had to learn that far away. Yep. That was tough. That's a whole other server right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode in itself. Boy. People Ooh. pleasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will say this too. I'm in my in my coaching sessions and stuff. It's kind of like I said, people look at it like this. It's heal men, heal men, and heal women, heal women. That's across the board because if you're healed, you can you can help somebody else out yeah. too. And, and my thing is, I, I say this too. Healing for me, healing is a new sexy for me. Like <laughs> that's a new sexy now. You, you, you want to be out here acting crazy? Nah, you ain't. Nah, we good. <laughs> We don't got time for you. I'm sorry. You want to be crazy? Go on somewhere with that. I don't got time mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I, that is um, the powerful way to attract what you want. Mm -hmm. Because we can all know, we all know the society, the world, the people that's in it. We can tell you what we don't want. But when you mm -hmm. ask somebody, what do you want? And they're like, mm, I don't know. Right. I think right. I want this over here. Right. Yeah. If your answer is like that, then that means there's work to be done within yourself. Because when you start to do this inner work for you, you will start to develop what you actually want. Mm -hmm. And when, mm -hmm. whatever you actually want, you're going to start to manifest some of those things, believe it or not. When you realize it, or, if you if you realize it or not, yeah. um, you might you, you might go through. The you might go a little, little, little frogs here and there, but you aware. <laughs> you are you aware. Bad eggs. You be like, bro, like that's not. 
yeah, I definitely hate yeah. that. No, I, yeah, definitely agree. So, I mean, I like to say, I like to leave it at this. So if you're just very curious, our listeners today, if you're very curious about how to even get started, be aware of what's going on. Observe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Take a day or two to observe what's going around you. Observe how you are mentally. Observe how you are emotionally. Observe how you are physically. Your relationships that you have in your in your life. Observe that. Observe your environment. Observe everything that you have on a daily basis for two days. Write it out. Write it. Take a piece of paper, a journal, journal out, and just observe. And if you start to go back and look at it on the third day, if you see there are trends there, then you know there is something to work with. That is where you start. That I like to use it as that because that's how I started with the trends and observe. And I still do the observing. Even now I've done all this hard work. I'm still observing. My husband even observes. I'm like, I notice you've done this. I know you do that over there. I mean, it's just more... You're just bringing more awareness to you. And that's the reason why I say observe first, because that brings your awareness to what it is that's, that you're blinded to. Yeah. And I was, and I noticed that I was getting in relationships with uh, uh, women that only the, the new, I'm going to say some of the new version of me, like I've talked to them and stuff. Well, not really racist, <laughs> but just people I've talked to. And I noticed that I was aware that, the, that they only wanted certain parts of me. And it was yeah. like, it, of course, it was a good part to talk and a well, what whatever that is. But the other side, it was like the the assertiveness of me or me showing up in this way or the heel version. They didn't. It was crazy how they didn't want that. But it's like I want that, but I don't want that because now the thing is, I'm holding you accountable. And now I got now the way you was at before. Now you got to come up now. <laughs> I got yeah. you, you got to do some work to come up to where I'm at now. Because what I usually would normally do was I'm up here and I'll bring myself down to either bring them up and all this stuff, or they would never come up because now they they I'm in that either in enabling them or they just don't want to do the work. And now I'm pulling teeth and all that stuff. I'm like, nah, I can't keep doing that either. So now I'm to the point you got to just come up. And it, it, if you don't want to, that's fine. That's on you. But I'm still gonna stay here. I'm not coming down. Like. So, no, that yeah. is, that depletes your energy. That gives yeah. them the power over you. Mm-hmm. That um, that's taking you back down to a level where you you were already at once before, and you're like, yeah. shit, I'm not doing this shit no more. Right, um, right, right. You know, there's compromises in a relationship, especially if you are you know starting this journey. Um, and you're not in a relationship or you're in a, and you're in one, but you're doing all the work and partnering. I've been on, on both realms. I've been yeah. on a part where I've been in a relationship and I'm only the one that's doing the work. And then, you know, partners over here, just side eyeing, yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> taking notes and yeah. like, mm, do I really want to do this because she's doing it. But I've, right. I've heard him say, Man, you've definitely grown tremendously over the years and you're still growing. I need to fucking catch up. I mean, right. I've heard I've heard him say that, but then I was like, you know, I'm not gonna make you feel bad about it, but I'm gonna right. be like, what do you need for me to help you get to that level? Right. You know, there's right. a difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The old me be like, 
<laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> the old me would be like, figure it out. But right. now the new me was like, no, I'm going to take you with me. I'm going to help you come up too. I'm not strong enough to do that. I mean, a lot of people say, well, I've done this work, but I don't want to take my partner and, and build that partner up because I'm going to feel depleted. No, yeah, you do self-care. You do other things to help build your energy, keep your energy up. Not to say that you're going to fall down and feel depleted here and there. That is going to be the case. You can rest. You can do the things that, you know, slow down and be like, all right, I'm going to disconnect. But the moral of that is, is that if you're willing to do it and then your partner is allowing you to do it and accepting of the help, then do that. Then be supportive in that way to build them up the way they're, they're needing. There's no, there's no, uh, I like to say it's no shame on you or your partner for doing that. It's no, um, you don't have to feel bad about doing it. You can do that. So, I mean, for the ones who are asking, hey, what about this? I'm giving you the answer. That's just partnership in general, but also too, (laughs) I say this, I say this in relationships too. I said, I always tell them, I said, because when you're in a relationship, you know, it's whatever. But uh, not whatever it was. I say, use me, but don't abuse me. Yep. So what I mean by that more of is, in a relationship, we're gonna you're gonna get used somehow. Like it's gonna be 80, 20, 90, 30, whatever. Yep. You, it ain't always gonna be on the same scale because yeah. we're in a relationship. So I, I'm gonna get used somehow. I'm gonna use you because we're in a relationship. But don't abuse me along. Don't don't abuse me along the way because now now we now we not now I have boundaries now. You know what I'm saying? So we, we just can't we just ain't gonna do that. So I totally okay. get what you. I totally get it. Yeah, no, you got that. You have to have boundaries. I don't care if you're in a relationship or not. You right. need boundaries for every piece of area of your life. You have to have it. You if you don't, you have those situations keep taking your power overrun with exhaustion over one overwhelming yourself mentally and emotionally and even physically to the point where you're like man i can't get the hell out of bed um you know you have to have the boundaries it's not that's not a negotiable that's not non-negotiable it that is a thing you have to have so when someone says oh no i only got boundaries over here uh, it's only for work, but I don't got no really, I don't got no boundary for my relationship. I don't even got boundaries for, you know, my friends or family. You even got to have boundaries for yourself too. Woo. Put yourself so, in front. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Set yourself with some boundaries. So, I mean, yes, it's going to be hard for the people who are not used to you creating boundaries for them, but Ooh. you got to, you have you, you say that again. <laughs> say that again because they're so used to the old you. You don't change yeah. now. They they still I say it like this. They they used to the old address. You don't move. Yeah. They Definitely. still let that same address knock me at the door. Ain't nobody home. I'm gone. I'm I, I done I done built a whole five-bedroom house. You still in a two-bedroom apartment. I'm not there no more. Right, right. People are going to, you're going to get backlash for people when you start selling boundaries. You're going to get backlash. And don't be yeah. surprised if people just skip out and be like, deuces, I'm yeah. out of here. I don't yep. got time for this. Right. Then let them fucking go. Just let right. them go. Right. right. That's, man, I'm telling you, that that's, that be the hard thing on this on this journey. Yep. It's going to feel like you're by yourself, but you're not by yourself. You're, you're not, not alone. alone. You're not alone. Trust me, you're not alone. It feels like that, but you're not alone. No, that, and then the people that that's used to 
I'm gonna say this, used to using you. Yep. They they used to they used to they used to that. So they used to using you, and now all of a sudden, oh, you acting funny, you changing, you being different. No, I I I I I've been changed now, so you can't do what you used to. You can't do what you used to do to me no more. And and and, and now I'm in a place like now. Then you have to get that tough skin and be like, I'm okay with that. Like, because right. once you start to get used to the or, or, or accept, I'm gonna say accept the good and the bad. You 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 good like. The the good side of you, the bad side of you, you accept that. Now you're working now. Now you're doing some work. Like you really doing yep. some work now. Cause I I, yep. I had to I had to accept the good and the bad of of myself, forgive myself and stuff like that. But I was like, yo, yeah, Jonathan, you might you might do that, but you ain't weird. <laughs> you straight. <laughs> you good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, because because people bring up things that they think is weird about you, but it it's not weird. It's it's just that they don't understand you. They they don't. I mean, most people don't know your story, know your background. They just go off what they see, and it's like, yep. like I would never know you if we never had a conversation. Most people don't right. have a conversation. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, I see you. Uh, just a prime example. You know, say for example, I met you, and you slap your husband. I'm just giving an example. You slap your husband. Yeah, I I'm, I'm like, why she slap him for? Like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with her. But not knowing me having a conversation with you and go back in your past that used to get beat by your dad or something, your uncle or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. now it makes sense. Now people don't do that, man. You got to have a conversation, man. You got to. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a conversation. You have to have it because if you, you just can't assume. A lot of people are assuming. Yes. They're yes. assuming the worst. They're assuming that oh, this because you acting like this because it's you know you're acting like one way, but it's really not that. It's it stems from other things in the past that either one we're not aware of, two that we're working on it now, and we're trying to break that, but it's taking time. Yeah, um, yeah. But conversations will definitely open your mind. You won't mm-hmm. assume. So a lot of yeah. people are having that assumption of. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I never rush the process. I never rush the process. I can't. Can't yeah. rush the process. And yeah. I and and I, I literally had to learn to trust myself. Like. I was yep. in places where I did not trust myself, whether it was in relationships or choices I made and and stuff like that. And that's only due to like, uh, you know, my mom and different things. And with her, like I was mm-hmm. noticing like the reason why I really, really got on this journey was because I remember the relationships I was getting in. I was like, man, what is this pattern? And I noticed I kept getting with women that was emotionally unavailable. Boom, there you go. You, you, you nailed on the head. You nailed it on the head. Mostly unavailable. So they never showed it emotionally for me as a man or because and then it's stuff they had to deal with too, but it was just like it was hard. Like, I mean, and then I even told my ex that like I said the whole time we didn't get I said you never you never uh because now I know like what my love language is now, so it's a little different now before. Cause sometimes what people do is they have their they'll have their love language, and they'll project their love language on you like it's yours and it's really not. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, um, <laughs> I've seen that too. And, and I've seen that a lot. I've seen that some of my relationships. So I'm I'm over affirmation, quality time person, but more big on affirmations. But I noticed the whole time um, when I'm in relationships, 
and I didn't even hear this from my mom. I never heard I was loved, cared for. I never heard none of that. So, I, of course, I done it to myself now. I'm like, then when it came to the emotionally unavailable part, like my mom, she was never emotionally available to me when, when I was a uh, uh, even even in that time that I told you the story about me in the first grade, she was not there for me emotionally at all. It's like, just suck it up, keep going. I got to do what I got to do. And then most of the time, I end up being her in-house husband half the time. Okay, yep. So yeah, so you, you saw that growing up. So then that is what you thought was, I guess, normal in a sense. And so mm -hmm. then you started to attract those types of uh, mm -hmm. women yeah. from that yeah. standpoint. Yeah, it, it, it all ties in together. It ties yeah. from, yeah, yeah it's, like I mentioned earlier, it ties yeah. into when yeah. you had yeah. childhood stuff. So she didn't know that she was doing that to me because I'm like, uh, anything we want, we want, I we wasn't having, the only thing we wasn't doing was having sex. But everything else I was doing is I'm, eight, nine, 10, 12 years old, being the stuff that I'm not supposed to hear, she's telling me and putting this to me. Then I learned too that um, men can be victims too in relationships mm -hmm. too. I was like, ooh, that was so powerful to me. I said, ooh, that was good. You didn't, don't tell me that. <laughs> but, right. like, but it was like, but I didn't, I didn't ever think about that though. Like men could be victims too. And then mm -hmm. also too, but it's not on a physical side, it's more of the verbal and the emotional and the shit. Yeah. yeah, so uh, and men don't think about that either, but um, yeah, um, but then too, um, me also navigating through that area of just uh, um, I was noticing too, also in some relationships, men don't notice it too. You can get you could be with a woman, especially in the church world, you could be mm -hmm. spiritually abused too, and that was a that was, oh. that was wow. a thing. Like I was a spiritual, like the reason why I say that it was only due to like, I grew up in the church. So we was talking about, you know, go to church, find this woman a guy, even though I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> um, everybody got that version. Find a woman a guy, make sure she go to church every Sunday, blah, 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 all this stuff like that. And I did it that right way, you know, save yourself from marriage and, you know, all, all, all that stuff. I did all that, but it still didn't work. And it was more like, when we got into situations when we would argue, she's trying to use scripture against me, like, oh, this is what a man's supposed to be, da da. And I said, I'm like, now you're abusing me spiritually. Now, when when I had thought about well, when I went through my healing part, I'm like, she's spiritually abusing me, like, and that that was tough. Like, she's like, well, a man should go to the scripture and be like, man, a man's supposed to love a wife like the church, like the church, and just using all these scriptures and cliches, but. And I'm taking it at heart because I love her. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I didn't know how much that took took uh, took out of me too. I was like, wow. But yeah. Wow. 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 Well, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> it has been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. But I'm definitely going to have to have you back on our podcast so we can continue this conversation. <laughs> um, and we'll talk more in more other stuff and more in-depth things as well. But what would you like to give our men listeners out there and even maybe some of our female listeners out there, um, what tip would you give them coming from a place of having mental health, battling it, um, and then, you know, taking the, the first initial steps to kind of start to heal from those? 
I would say the first initial step is you, you got to work on your awareness. And, yeah. and also a big step is just where you at now, accept that, accept that, accept who you are now, but knowing that you're going to change, but accept, like, I got to change. You, you got to be committed to the change. You can't just talk about it. You got to really want to, and my main thing is I always say, do the work. You got to do the work. Do yeah. the work, regardless where you at. You can't worry about it. Worry about everybody else, but you have to do the work. the 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 healing comes with the work, right? That's where it comes at. And my advice is, I advocate for this. Go get a, either a coach or a therapist. Yep. My advice: go get a coach or a therapist, even though you have some. Even though they might not fit you, even if you have to do this, have somebody either go with you and you, you know, they sit with you or you can go, even if you just drive up, even if you just drive to a therapist or call or just at least start the process and now you're going to get used to it, but don't just like not try. Right. Don't, don't talk about it. Cause I even do this with, um, cause I'm a barber too. So, I have little kids that just been traumatized when they got a haircut. So all I did, I never cut their hair. I just let them sit in my chair, talk to them or not say nothing at all. Just let them sit there. I ain't cutting their hair. Mm -hmm. I, I'm playing with them, talking with them or not doing nothing at all. Cause they traumatized. So I, they, they, now they're going to get used to me and now they're going to see me. So I just could just continue to make the, the strides. Just try, just show up, right. just, just show up. That's all you got to do. Cause everything going to fall in place. Like I'll talk to them. It's just like, when you're in a race and you're running and you about to start the race, you're in the start position, you showed up and you're just in the start position. That means something got to happen. So right. just showing up and getting to the starting place and, and you'll be good. Like I just tell anybody, but my quote is, like I said, life is good, but it only gets better. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Wise words. Thank you, Jonathan. I really appreciate that. So yeah, so our listeners, definitely, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, as much as we both have enjoyed talking um, and just spilling all the tea and giving you guys some very encouragement words and some good value in this episode. I hope that you guys take the first steps on um, figuring out your awareness and do doing the things that you need to do. Not Don't just say it this show up in your actions um, behind your words. That is a powerful thing that you can give yourself um, once you become a real, honest human being by doing this work and doing the work consistently. Um, you're showing the example that you can overcome anything in life and that you can um, thrive in life as well. So definitely do not cheat yourself out of an opportunity when you can take the initiative to start now. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jonathan. Really appreciate your wonderful encouragement and words. Um, definitely have to have you back on our podcast definitely again. Um, you guys can definitely catch our podcast on every platform on Wednesdays. Until next time, everyone. Thank you. See you guys.